raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Tampa Airport, we are having our first flight of people being rescued from Israel. It has landed. Over 260 people that wanted to get back to the United States and couldn't do it. Uh, there was a devoid of leadership, so we stepped up and led. Uh, we're happy to be able to deliver that, so we're getting ready to welcome them back to the United States of America. That's Ron DeSantis. They chartered flights to get people back to the U.S., now, I never got full a full understanding. Was the United States actually looking to charge people who were trying to get back to America who couldn't because flights have been grounded because of the war in Israel? You don't just bring them back? An illegal immigrant can get anything they want, but an American citizen has to pay the first class ticket? I don't... I, I, I didn't know if that was talking point or, or, or legit. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. But DeSantis did sign executive orders authorizing Florida's Division of Emergency Management to deliver flights to Israel and deliver needed supplies, medicine, clothes, etc. They partnered with a nonprofit group called Dynamo out of Tampa to arrange the flights. And now they're bringing people back. Um, he did it because he's trying to move up in the polls. Maybe. I'm just glad he did it. Your governor didn't. Other governors didn't. Other candidates didn't. Just saying, what is? I don't think that's. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Meanwhile, uh, there is still the conversation of whether or not we will see a ground offensives today in Israel. There have been incursions, but in terms of what it is that has been talked about and the massing of of soldiers, you had uh, Benjamin Netanyahu at Gaza yesterday. Talking to the troops. We'll see whether or not uh, this happens, whether a taking of the northern Gaza, uh, the north of Gaza does happen. We're going to find out. Nothing to do now, but but see. As for having a country that is uh, supportive of Israel, maybe. Honestly, maybe at this stage of the game. We'll talk more about it. And then there was this from Wish TV about how the Indianapolis Bar Association wants Doug Carter to shut his mouth. Doug Carter is the superintendent of the Indiana State Police. And he has been very, very vocal about uh, the bond system, specifically Marion County, specifically after a judge gave someone a $1,000 cash bond for actions involved in a high-speed crash that killed three people. And Carter is hot. The system's broken. This isn't working. Right? The, the, uh, the Bar Association says, look, this is created by the state. It works in Marion County as it does in, in, in other places. And... Um, Jim Voiles, speaking on half of the 
Indianapolis Bar says, I don't think it is unusual for a law enforcement officer to be critical. I think it doesn't help the situation. Uh, it's, you know, they want him to complain in private. Um, uh, no, no, Mr. Voiles. We've been discussing this problem in Indianapolis for a long time. And you can argue that the system is the same in other places. I won't argue that. I'll argue that we have a prosecutor that doesn't prosecute. We have got an issue with dealing with crime in Indy. We have an issue on a mayoral side. We have an issue on a, on a prosecution side. All the superintendent did was note these frustrations on his own. That conversation shouldn't happen in public. Maybe if more conversations about the failure of the city happened in public from people with their signs high on the buildings or who own the sports teams or who are considered the leaders, the civic leaders uh, in this city where you have to go kiss the ring to get anything done. Maybe if they had more conversations in public and stopped worrying about whether or not someone will still be friends with them, we'd have a better city, Mr. Voiles. Maybe. I appreciate Superintendent Carter. And I think the Indy Bar Association should be focused on how we make the city better. Or at least on the idea that crime should be prosecuted. No? What's your argument against? I'm all ears. Tony Katz, that's me, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. These are two stories side by side. Stellantis lays off another 700 workers in Kokomo. And Stellantis picks Kokomo, Indiana for its second U.S. battery venture with Samsung. These two stories came out within four days of one another. Of course, they're different subjects. We're talking about United Auto Workers and the strike there versus the continued push on electric vehicles. But it shows you how, how strange the moment is. And how these companies are trying to grow and see Indiana as a place to do it. But it's hard to keep everybody employed as this strike goes on. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. It is a one-two punch and then comes up with a third hit out of Subaru on these layoffs and on this pick. Walk me through the two stories, starting with the layoffs, as you have the story there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. 
Yeah, Tony, and it is uh, the continuing dominoes uh, really falling uh, from the UAW strike uh, against uh, the big three that is reaching, I think, uh, an important time. And I think you're going to see, you heard uh, the UAW president, Sean Fain, late last week say they're going to ratchet up uh, the uh, the pressure, uh, if you will. They had uh, hundreds of workers at a Ford plant in uh, Louisville walked out. The 700 layoffs at Stellantis facilities in Kokomo, again, directly related to the UAW strike and a, uh, a striking plant, an assembly plant in Toledo. They don't need the parts that uh, um, the uh, Kokomo facilities are producing. They've reached their inventory capacity, if you will, there in Kokomo, thus the layoffs. So that is juxtaposed, as you said, against uh, big news coming from uh, Stellantis uh, last week in terms of uh, selecting Kokomo for a second uh, electric vehicle battery plant, three plus billion dollar investment, 1400 jobs. So together, there are two uh, battery plants. This uh, Stellantis Samsung SDI joint venture are investing in in Kokomo together, six billion dollars plus investment uh, and nearly 3000 uh, jobs. It's got to be uh, weird to, to take in these news stories uh, side by side, uh, but there's got to be the belief that this this strike will somehow come to an end. However, I've seen how Sean Fain acts, the head of the, the UAW. I've seen the, the now adding of the plant there, the truck plant in Louisville, not putting 9,000 people uh, on on the, the 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 strike team there, I've heard the Ford executives saying we we've made the offers. What's going on here? This looks like it's heading towards a lockout, Gary Dick. You've seen these things before. I, I mean, this is conjecture for, from us. This is guesswork. But has have you heard anything from any of the plants in Indiana that makes you think that a deal amongst any one of the big three is in the offing? That, not at all. Not at all. In fact. Uh, seemingly the opposite in terms of uh, not a lot of progress, uh, at least being reported publicly or talked about publicly there. And I think the other aspect, Tony, uh, as we talk about this whole electric vehicle push, if this strike does continue on, and we're going to see the automakers are going to report uh, earnings uh, later this month, and uh, there's some reporting out there that they're going to suggest a 200 to $400 bill, uh, uh, million dollar bottom line hit uh, to their earnings because of the strike. So the question is, as they are investing tons of money in uh, ramping up electric vehicle production, will those plans be impacted uh, by the strike ultimately? Will they be forced to maybe adjust their electric vehicle uh, investment plans because of the strike and the financial hit uh, they are taking? So a lot of dynamics uh, working there. And Indiana, uh, as you know, a big automotive state right in the middle of things. And you mentioned uh, Subaru earlier. Um, a lot of talk about Indiana as a front runner for a Subaru uh, electric vehicle assembly plant. Uh, of course, they have the wildly successful plant up in Lafayette that has been there for a number of years. Uh, a lot of talk that uh, Indiana could be uh, could be the front runner there as well. So lots going on in the in the uh, auto industry in Indiana. Which I like and, and, and I'm happy about. We seem to have had a, a fair amount of those stories, though. Talking to Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, uh, well, X or whatever we call it, at IIB. <laughs> There's a lot about what we're seeing in, in this move, uh, especially on electric. You have the story yep. about 
the Midwest, maybe Indiana, as a conversation about hydrogen uh, mm-hmm. as, as well going on? Give me the latest. Yeah, and, and uh, this whole hydrogen hub uh, uh, process is part of the federal uh, federal government push, uh, clean energy push. Indiana uniquely positioned when it comes to this production of of, of hydrogen, a uh, a cleaner burning more efficient fuel. A lot of companies are getting involved, BP in a big way. They've got a massive refinery and widening uh, that they're transitioning to uh, hydrogen production, going to invest several billion dollars. The news broke on Friday last week that a coalition, Indiana, Michigan, uh, and um, Illinois, going together to get one of these hydrogen hubs that the government uh, is touting. Indiana, that coalition, the three-state coalition, has been selected for that. There's a lot of talk, they believe, and this will be largely in north, uh, northwest Indiana, a number of companies involved, BP, Cummins, and others, uh, that this will mean several thousand jobs, certainly in the construction process, thousands of jobs, big investment in hydrogen. So this is a story to watch, kind of a complicated uh, story, but Indiana, because of the geography here and those types of things, positioned uh, very well in the access uh, obviously, to uh, to water with Lake Michigan, another piece uh, there as well. Uh, before I, before I, I let you go, um, as we've talked about the electric vehicle things, they're not the only things uh, happening. It was over at the IBJ, your sister there, uh, where there's this story about how the arts in Indianapolis proper have generated more than $500 million in economic activity. I'm thrilled by this this happening. Uh, talking about the arts, supporting the arts is something we've done on this show from from word go. What I don't see is a lot of conversation amongst the General Assembly and others to make this more of a focus. I don't hear uh, more about how we can build on this and make this a billion-dollar industry, not just in Indianapolis, but uh, add a billion dollars throughout the state of, of, of Indiana. Are there people working on this or am, am i the only one just shouting into the wind whether it be talking about a a uh uh what, what a, not convention center an art center uh some some you know centralized hub or other things where where are we yeah i you, you know it's a great question tony and I, I will tell you this um when you look at the arts uh and culture and the the, the piece of uh, the, the whole quality of life piece that we talk so much about and economic development folks talk about, you've got to have this quality of life uh, vibe, if you will, to attract uh, workers, to keep talent uh, in uh, in your communities. So given that, there are people who share your uh, share your view on that without question, whether or not that is is going to lead to any type of big investment uh, uh, money from the uh, the legislature, whatever that might be, I'm not aware of anything at, at this point. But I do know that as you look at certainly here in Indianapolis, but also communities around the state of Indiana, uh, Columbus uh, is a great example uh, of, of communities really focused uh, on the arts and using it as an economic development tool. Whether, again, whether that's going to lead to any, any bigger picture uh, or, or bigger move in that, uh, in that regard, I don't have any information on that. But it is important, no, no question. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz. 
That's me, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Dow futures up 144. NASDAQ futures up 15. Rite Aid files for bankruptcy. Do we even have a Rite Aid in, in Indiana? That, was, that, that for me was an East Coast thing. Uh, Rite Aid to CVS. Same exact thing. That was a very East Coast. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one. Now that I think about it since I've lived here. I don't think I have. They, don't, they see sales uh, having an issue. There's litigation regarding opioids and what was what they were selling and maybe was some some things that were improper. I'll let other people look into the actual lawsuits and decide what is and what isn't. The question is, what kind of week are we going to have? Where do we think uh, interest rates are going to go? Looking at the 10-year treasury, 4.688. Had a little bit of a drop because it was at 47 just uh, a minute ago. So when I say a little bit of a drop, I mean really, really tiny. But expect this number to, to crack that 5%. Expect interest rates to be over 8%. Nothing about inflation. Nothing about it. Nothing about the numbers that we've seen, whether it's the PPI or the CPI, the producer price index, the consumer price index, states that everything is fine. Everything is pretty blank and far from okay on the economic front and seems like it's going to be that way for a good long time to come. Now, I have a series of things that I didn't get to uh, today. And, and I, you know, to, to the extent that I feel bad that we are covering so much about what's going on in Israel, it's just that I don't want to avoid other stories. It's a question of how in the world do you not notice a war happening? And the radicalness of people not being willing to note that Hamas is the enemy and free and thinking people. This was a story about John Huntsman. Former ambassador of China actually ran for president. I think you remember uh, John John Huntsman. He uh, coming out saying he's going to stop making donations to the University of Pennsylvania. I may have said Penn State earlier. I apologize. To the University of Pennsylvania over its lack of a response to the Hamas attack on Israel. He sent an email to the president, Liz McGill. He wrote that the university had become, quote, deeply adrift in ways that make it almost unrecognizable. You have a board member at Harvard, an Israeli billionaire, who quit. You people are nuts. And then you have the whole conversation of whether or not the students who all signed these, these letters, or the student groups that signed on to these letters, saying that Hamas is, is right in Israel, it's all Israel's fault. And you now have CEOs saying, give me their names, we don't want to hire these people. And people are like, well, they, they made a mistake, don't ruin their whole lives for it. This is the cancel culture conversation. And I believe that the only person who said they made a mistake, don't ruin their whole lives over it, before siding with Hamas, was me, us, this show, right here. I'd have members of the Philadelphia Eagles quoting fake quotes uh, from, from Hitler and supporting Louis Farrakhan, and I said, don't cancel the guy. You don't want to cancel these people. Okay. But why do you think there shouldn't be something learned? 
it would seem, and remember, I said that he shouldn't lose his job. I think it was a Sean Jackson uh, over, over uh, at, at, with the Eagles at the time. I said he shouldn't lose his job. I didn't say he shouldn't hear it. He already had the job. Should you hire these people? I don't, I don't know if you should hire them or not. You think I actually want to work with somebody who thinks that a terrorist organization has value? Will I work with somebody who questions Israeli policy like U.S. policy like any other policy? Well, sure. Questioning things makes sense. Supporting terrorists, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to work with somebody like that. And I think as an employer, I have that right. But why is it that these kids shouldn't learn? Because that's the story. They were told that everything they think and everything they feel is righteous and just and true. That's what colleges have done. That's the failure of the university system. That's the failure of university presidents who have not spoken out and told their students, Hamas is a terrorist organization. We don't support that here. The number of university presidents who have engaged zero when it comes to moral clarity, including the University of Indianapolis president, zero in moral clarity. That should be reason to fire the presidents. Because the kids are stupid. And what I do like from this conversation that's breaking out is that it's a recognition that all these college students are dumb as stumps. Today. Our job is to make them not dumb as stumps, and then they can actually go have good lives. And if you tell me that kids make mistakes and I can't say to them, you can't get hired here, could we also say to them, oh, by the way, this is proof, dear student, that at 19 and 20, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Go to class, study, and shut up. By the way, organic chemistry is wicked hard, and some of you ain't good enough or smart enough to be doctors. It's okay, you can still have good lives, but doctors are something special, and you don't have what it takes. We need to do that now so you don't kill somebody going forward. You don't know how to run a university. You're not that smart. You don't understand this subject. You're not that smart. Oh, you feel it? Who cares? You also felt that Hamas was the good guys, remember? It's just a learning lesson, right? Well, then why don't we apply it right across the board like a smear of cream cheese? Whoop. By the way, that's what a schmear sounds like. Whoop! I am the Michael Winslow of my generation. Whoop! Like that. If you're going to do it, do it all the way. As for uh, University of Pennsylvania, as for University of Indianapolis, the shameful statement uh, from, from uh, Pam Witten at IU uh, and Penn State. There's, there's so many more. Penn State was another one. Um, make sure they hear from you. They should know. And then make sure they actually hold the students to the same standard of, you didn't know what you were talking about. When they try to throw Riley Gaines or Ann Coulter or Tony Katz or name the person off of a, of a campus because, oh, what they say is so offensive. You don't know what you're talking about. You're the same people who thought Hamas were the good guys. Sit down and shut up and don't cause a problem. We'll throw you right out of this college. We'll replace you with somebody worthwhile. Oh, that's a dream, isn't it? Such a dream. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning.
Manchin considering an independent run for president. Huh. I guess uh, I guess things aren't going so well in West Virginia. I've said it before numerous times. Nobody has better name ID in their state than Joe Manchin, and he screwed it up. He screwed the pooch. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning, the senator from West Virginia. He can, he can run. If it takes votes away from Biden, I'll, I'll be fine with it. He'll be an independent. Robert Kennedy will be an independent. Who knows? Maybe Trump will be an independent. Maybe somebody else will be an independent. No one knows. It's all just madness. By the way, I can show you polling that has Trump ahead of Biden in multiple states. Arizona, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania. You know, you know, not states of any consequence. Actually, he's tied with Biden in Pennsylvania, 39%, 39%. But I had in Arizona by five, Georgia by three, Florida by seven, North Carolina by three, and Michigan by two. Not just an apparition, I'm sure. Sure, it really doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Biden is so wickedly unpopular. Incredibly unpopular. And I don't think the situation in Israel is going to make him more popular because his party is so anti-Israel. Can't be denied. Can't be denied. I don't care if it's local here in Indiana or if it's statewide or, if it, you know, or local in Indianapolis or statewide or, or nationwide. The party is anti-Israel. They're lousy with anti-Semites and they got to figure it out. But they keep, they keep wanting it. They keep bringing them in. They keep saying yes. And they, and they won't even uh, excoriate them. There, there will be nothing. There will be nothing. Hold the political right to every ridiculous standard you could ever think of. Don't ever notice that the political left literally cheers Hamas death squads. Super weird. I don't know why they're such bigots, but that's a question you got to ask Joe Hogsett and Miles Nelson and and the rest. You know, and I should also uh, note that I I get that I've been talking a lot about this Carmel Mayer's race, and, and that that's not my intention to to focus on that at the expense of other races going on or, or, or other things. It is it is my intention solely and exclusively to note a race where there is a campaign that is not tethered to reality. Joe Hogsett is running for mayor so he can fight so he can fight for abortion rights? What the hell are you talking about? Do you know how crazy you have to be to buy into that? You have to be crazy to buy into that. He can't do anything about abortion in Indiana. He can do zero. Sit there and flap his gums. Meanwhile, your city's unsafe. Your city's unsafe. What are you doing? You know that this town may vote for a socialist, Jesse Brown, in in, in the 13th there in, in Indianapolis? Democrats and Republicans should have gotten together already and said, we're going to support Libby Glass, the libertarian. But no, you don't see the Indiana Democratic Party shying away from the socialist, who, when you take a look at his Twitter feed, retweets and connections, seems to be fine with Hamas's attack on Israel. You don't see any of it. That's crazed. 
You don't see Miles Nelson excoriating Joe Hogsett. They have a they have a rally in downtown Indianapolis where they sing for genocide, and Miles Nelson doesn't say anything. The Democrat candidate in uh, for for mayor in Carmel, but all he wants to talk about is Sue Finkham, the Republican, not denouncing Moms for Liberty. I'm sorry, Moms for Liberty doesn't need to be denounced. The people screaming for genocide do. There's a difference. And this is what happens, Miles, when you rely on the Ron Klain mentality to run a race for mayor. This isn't D.C. I don't know what's going to happen in this race, but man, turnout better be 900%. You got to send Miles Nelson to the woodshed over this approach, this hateful approach. That really shows, I mean, I hate the word hypocrisy, but unprecedented levels of what the hell is thisism? Let's say differently, hypocrisy from the candidate. Whew. I'll have more updates uh, in, in Israel and uh, on the economy. And oh, some of this new border stuff coming out. Everything you expected. That's all happening at noon. Matt Bear has traffic. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.